0: Hey folks, how are you doing? Thank you for listening. This is another edition of Toilet Talk. I'm your host, Cigar Chingon. Welcome, welcome to the nation. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today is kind of special. It's our very first podcast only. This will not go on YouTube. It is strictly for podcast members, and we do appreciate you. Uh, We'd like to send a shout out to Germany, Ireland, and Kenya. Uh, We have a fan base out there like to say hi to everybody and uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the nation. If you want to get a hold of us uh, with questions or just to say hi, tell us how everything is in that part of the world, you can get a hold of us at CigarChingon at gmail.com. We'll leave that in the description so you can have it. And thank you. Before we get started with today, we're going to have a few words from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, everybody, welcome back. As I said, the very first podcast dedicated broadcast that we got going on. Podcast broadcast, that's right. Little tongue twister right there. But hey, everybody, welcome back to the nation. Thank you for being a part of. It's great to have you here. Great to have your support. Um, We got a lot of stuff to cover here. We're going to be talking about current events and some things going on in the world today. Uh, As I said, Germany, Ireland, and Kenya are joining us. Welcome, welcome to the nation. Uh, What's been going on? Well, last couple weeks, folks, we've had the TVs turned off and just concentrating on family and things like that. Go to turn the TVs back on, get back into social media, and 2020 did not let us down. More drama than ever. It's been pretty crazy. Uh, I don't... I don't understand it, folks. I've never seen a year like this in my life, and I've lived a couple years. Um, Every week, there is something different, something happening. Every month, there is something, something going on, whether it be murder hornets, Australia on fire, COVID. COVID has not left the U.S., I swear. It got here on vacation, and it bought a place and now it lives here. Uh, Other countries in the world are COVID free, or at least not uh, at a pandemic level, and life is back to normal. Had a family member who serves in the uh, armed forces over in Korea, and prior to them leaving, Korea was no restrictions and COVID free. Uh, They got stationed here in the States upon arrival, everybody's wearing a mask again everybody's quarantined and not only that but they saw the news happening in the U.S. as well as um the riots and everything uh and it was kind of a a culture shock in a way when they left the U.S. the U.S. was much different and now well it's a whole different story so something interesting um yeah really really crazy but Covid, can we get it? Does a mask work? What's going on? Why are we having these shortages? What's happening across the world? Nobody knows because if you listen to the news, it's one story versus the other, depending on what political side you're on. Then it's a whole different chapter across the board. That's that in itself is pretty crazy. Um, the best way that I've found to collect news isn't on. News sites or anything like that. It's been actually memes. And I'll get on Facebook or uh, Twitter or something else, and I'll start seeing memes go across the board and things that are trending. And if you see enough, then you know something happened. So you look it up and, and you see what's going on. That has been the most stable and for sure way of uh, news reporting that i found, ironically enough. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, I just said that, but that's the way the year is going. The National Enquirer, shoot, it would be legit nowadays. You wouldn't have to question it or anything like that. It's just one of those years. Pretty crazy. Uh, Is it like this around the world? How is people in different countries? uh, What's your experience? What are you going through? Uh, Leave a comment. Like I said, you can email me at chingon at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on in your neck of the woods and what's happening there if you're still under restrictions, uh, or has life turned back to normal. I know out here it's been a huge political uh just mess. I don't like politics. I really don't. Uh it's it's boring to me and it's a means of separating the people. Um Just my opinion, I don't think the left and the right really exist. I think they work together, but it sure as hell divides the country in a way that uh, things can be done behind closed doors or, shoot, for the most part, even right out in front of everybody. Um, Speaking of, we have the Democratic National Convention, which is uh, playing from the 17th of this month through the 20th and then we have the Republican National Convention playing from the 24th to the 27th uh I don't know I'm going to watch them and uh just see the show see what's going on see everybody point their fingers and everybody talk trash and all that and everybody talk about promises that they're going to make and we'll see we shall see um It's pretty 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 messed up it really is the older that I get the more flaws I see in the system Uh, the more I distrust what I'm hearing and the more I want to research what I'm hearing Uh, historically speaking those of you that watch the show and know me know I love history I really do Uh, I try to be as much of a student of history as I can and Upon researching some of these uh, parties, we we only have two parties. We should have three, four, or five. But one of these parties out of the two, historically, uh, when looking back at their records, and, I mean, it's uh, it's undisputed. uh, Historically, minorities probably should not belong to one of these parties. Um, I know things changed around the late 50s 60s things like that but um historically speaking one of these parties is probably not for minorities um and when you look back reference it don't believe a word i'm saying right now do the research yourself go out there look it up just assume i'm wrong look it up and then find out for yourself it's uh it's pretty crazy, but like I said, I love history, and I think in order to look to our future, you have to know our past. And you'll see patterns, you'll see mistakes, and hopefully we don't make those same mistakes again. So that's what we got going on here in the States. Not only that, we got baseball, all right, sports. I, I don't know what to make of it. Baseball nowadays, it's on right now, and it's really hard to see. It really is. It's hard to see an empty stadium with nobody in there. And these guys are, you know, just playing the game. And then some guys have masks on and some don't, you know. And then some arenas have these cardboard cutouts and which is creepy. It's really just damn creepy. okay? Uh, Originally, when these came out, these were supposed to be things that you could buy for season ticket holders And then the proceeds would go to charity, which I thought a little bit funny, because if you have empty stadiums and you're paying million dollar salaries, I don't see how any kind of funds coming in would go to charity. But that is what they claimed. I am. I'm not them. I don't know. But it's just it didn't seem logical. Uh, Can you imagine the World Series? What is that going to look like? Is there going to be people? Is there, are they going to play a crowd? Um, you know, what is that going to look like? What do you, what do you guys think? Let me know. Uh, let alone football. When football season starts, I don't even know if there's actually going to be a football season. And if there is, what is it going to look like? Uh, I'm sure it'll look a lot worse than baseball. Baseball's been pretty tame. And I was speaking with an older gentleman who played baseball in college uh, back in the day and has a real honest-to-God love for the game. Uh, and we were talking about how baseball entered into the uh, social, social justice uh, realm this year um, and got a little bit political. And we were wondering why they held out for so long. The best thing we could come up with is baseball has a lot of immigrant players. Not necessarily people born and raised in the States, but they have a lot of immigrant players. And when you come from a different country where times are a little bit harder and, you know, food is more scarce, you know, just harder times, you come here and you realize the advantages that people have and the opportunities and you grab at them and you excel. Uh, And usually what happens is the people here tend to hate on you. Uh, because we haven't we've we just we take all those opportunities for granted and for whatever reason we end up expecting that stuff like it's a right like it should be given to us you know uh, instead of working hard for it so that's that's about the best reason we could come up with why baseball was one of the last uh holdouts for falling to uh politicalness and uh what is it, social justice, uh, messages, things like that. Um, I've heard across the board with people I've talked to and seen on posts uh, and gotten feedback that people hate when you introduce politics into sports as well as uh, current affairs, things like that. Sports is a time to get away. It's a time to shine if you're athletic, It's just, it's a pastime. It's It's a moment in time where we can get away from the news and all that. The negativity, root for our favorite teams and just, you know, just take a break from life just for a little bit. So with the advent of everything being introduced to sports, there's a lot of people disgruntled, a lot of people saying they'll never watch this team again or anything. Uh, Me, personally, like I said, it is just creepy to watch these stadiums being empty. I don't, it's just not, it's not normal. With that being said, not normal, okay? You know what's not normal? Antifa showing up to Sturgis. That is not normal, and that is not smart. Uh, I'm going to leave a link for a video. Um, I'll put it out there, but uh, there's a video of some Antifa protesters showing up at Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Out of all the places that you could show up, uh, the most pro-American place on Earth, uh, Antifa shows up. And they are quickly, quickly shut down. In the video, you see these guys, uh, I think there's like three or four, and they hold up their signs in a matter of seconds. The signs get ripped down, and then the police have to surround these people to protect them from the crowd. Uh, The crowd starts uh, chanting, you know, USA, and some, uh, you know, telling them to go home, and some other choice words. Uh, I just found it, I don't know if it's ballsy, smart, or what, Uh, it was just an immense display of stupidity, you know, Uh, why the hell would you go there and just start stuff with people that you don't start stuff with, you know? If you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, that is a perfect example right there. Uh, I had heard that they wanted to go up to Sturgis and protest and do it in a big way. Um, You know, to tell you the truth, and quite honestly, I wanted to go up there and be in the front row so I can watch the show. So I can see the, uh, (laughs) just watch the show unfold. I don't understand that. Uh, I grew up in a time when the Cold War was prevalent. And we had walls dividing, not only Germany, uh, but um, I mean, one side of the wall was prosperous. The other side of the wall was gray, dark, and people were starving. I don't know why anybody would want to bring back that system or bring it to the United States. It's it's very, 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 very mixed people do not know history and that will cause you to go down that road again when you don't need to if you study history where you've been then you you can kind of direct where you're going um yeah do not understand all this and then anytime i see the tv and all these these people protesting you know it, it's uh it's a lot of mixed messages it really is Um, Like I said, historically, one of these parties, uh, minorities should not be rocking their name. I'm just saying, historically. And that hasn't changed over time. Uh, It's just gotten more veiled. But the the original purpose or the original... um, how can I say it, guidelines or or way of life for them has not changed. Uh, Even some of the faces are different, but overall it has not changed. And you can go as far back as, um, what is it, Uh, a senator, Robert Byrd, okay, from West Virginia, uh, served as a senator for 51, that's right, five, one years, okay, over a half a century, held position of power, uh, was associated with, some, with a certain uh, party, a certain group, uh, things like that, used vocabulary out in the open that would just be unacceptable today. But back then, for whatever reason, nobody checked him, and uh, he was free to speak the way he wanted to, and he did. While in government, while on the Senate floor, while, you know, just it's crazy. It is crazy. And this person died, oh, I want to say, I'd have to look it up, don't quote me, uh, maybe 2010, I believe, something like that. Um, So his legacy is closely associated with people in power now and if you just don't believe a word i said like i said reference it look it up that's all you got to do that's all i'm saying look it up make your own opinions your own decisions and uh just go from there but be educated a lot of people aren't educated facebook is not the place to go to get information um i know personally if i know it bugs you i'm gonna post something that will bug you and uh You know, it's not real. At least not for me. And if I get upset. This is one thing I do not understand. How do people get upset at social media? Because this is how it works. And check me if I'm wrong. If I get on Facebook or Twitter, I have to log in, okay? I have to look through everything. And then if I see something that you write, I stop. I click on it. Now I read it. I am choosing to read it. If I read it and I don't like it. And I get offended. I made the decision to read it. And to keep on looking at it. Okay? You just wrote it. You, you, you just put it out there. But it is... <laughs> it's on me. So if I get upset or something like that. And then I start banning you or, or or pointing the finger at you and oh you horrible person and all that I gotta check myself first because I'm the one putting myself through that you know especially if I can't handle what I'm reading uh, I just won't do that it seems logical but nowadays logic is way out the window and damn near anything goes it's it's pretty crazy um like I said I hate talking about politics but it is just the prevailing current nowadays you can't turn on anything without hearing anything about it especially with the elections coming up and things like that what still baffles me is that people literally hate each other and if you go back what a month two months when covid was in its heyday uh was in its prime you know, and people didn't know if there was going to be food on the shelves or anything like that. There was no right or left. There was uh, two to three weeks where there was no right, there was no left, and it was all about everybody staying alive, okay? When that paranoia, that phobia started to expire, all of a sudden it became political, and you need to wear your mask to show that you're, you know, if you're on one side and then the other side didn't want to wear a mask. And, you know, uh, that's when I knew and I'm not a doctor, but that's when I knew, OK, they're kind of they're kind of stretching the horse right here. You know what I mean? It's not really uh, is it really as bad as they say, because uh, you got all these outside influences that don't have nothing to do with a global pandemic but for some reason happened to be more important or as important um really really crazy i can't emphasize enough know your history folks know your history and speaking of history folks uh is everybody homeschooling or did you let your kids go back to school i know here in the states um, you have that option and a lot of people who aren't used to doing homeschooling or maybe have bad talked it are now doing it. Um, it seems to be the safest choice according to what they're saying on the news and whatnot, but I know some people are letting their kids back into schools and they, uh, it's, it doesn't even resemble a school anymore. I don't know what to think, uh. There's plexiglass everywhere, hand sanitizer, and it uh, it would seem an impossible task to have young kids stay super clean and sterile. Um, it's just part of being a kid. Get muddy, get dirty, drink out of a hose, you know. Um, what did you guys decide to do? Uh, I know us personally, we went with the homeschooling, and there's many, uh, many, many good programs out there. We went with a program called K-12 and they sent us just an abundance of material. Uh, A lot of it pretty, pretty cool. Uh, On the, some of the computer work though, I got to say if I had to do it, I'd be bored within the first 30 seconds. Um, You still have a teacher interfacing with you and you have people reading stuff on the screen. But like I said, um, maybe it's just me It seems to be a challenge just to stay interested on some things. One thing that uh, I did do, I took from my childhood. I used to read these books called Encyclopedia Brown. And uh, I don't know if anybody else is familiar with that. If you are, let me know. And these books were written by Donald J. Sobel. And uh, I believe he wrote them back in the early 60s. And he has a series of books out there, about 25 plus And it's about this boy, Leroy Brown, whose uh, nickname is Encyclopedia because he's so smart. So if kids uh, get a backpack stolen or, you know, uh, a bicycle is missing or something like that, they come to him to try and figure out the crime. And it's pretty cool. It's a good exercise for your mind. It opens it up to uh, different possibilities and things like that. And uh, I enjoyed it immensely as a kid uh, reading all these series uh it was just a really really good book i think it went along uh kind of in the same realm as the Nancy Drew books and the Hardy Boys um things like that but i found this one to be a little bit more entertaining and uh just an all around good read so that these books i've been introducing to um to my little one and uh doing these things and uh, some of the old school stuff is great to bring back. It really is. Um, some of that forgotten stuff. We, we need to recycle some of that stuff. It gets lost. And they're hidden treasures. They really are. What's a book that you used to read as a kid that you passed on to your kids? Let me know. Also, 2020. I'm going to put it out there, folks. I'm going to lay it right on the table. The Raiders left Oakland for Las Vegas. It was official this year. I believe this was the first year that they were supposed to play. I believe that is why COVID happened. (laughs) That is why there's a worldwide pandemic. I said it. You heard it here. The Raiders need to go back to Oakland. That's where they belong. And uh, then I think we can have a football season. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is why 2020 happened. So you need to send the Raiders back, do that. And uh, my Cowboys, man, we got a new coach. He was supposed to shine this year, but hey, COVID. So don't mess with football. Maybe that is what is causing all this dismay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, tell me your thoughts, uh, After this podcast, I am going to enjoy a Kentucky Fire Cure. That's right. I am the Cigar Chinguon, and I do smoke a lot of cigars. I love them. Uh, What's your favorite morning cigar? Tell me. Is it the traditional Connecticut, or do you like something stronger? Maybe a Maduro. Maybe you like that with a a stout cup of coffee. Who knows? Let me know. But I'm going to have a Kentucky Fire Cure by Drew Estate, and it is one of the most unique cigars that I have ever tried uh, it's like they took all the goodness, all the good smells from a barbecue and put them into a cigar. It's uh, a truly unique, unique tasting uh, cigar. It comes in all different sizes. Uh, it's it's one I enjoy. Uh, if you haven't tried it, go out and, and try it. Kentucky Fire Cured by Drew Estates. Drew Estates has their fingers in so many cigars. I did not know that at the time, Uh, but damn near about 80% of my cigars in my humidor are from Drew Estate. So hats off to you. But yes, Kentucky Fire Cure, give it a shot. Tell me what you think. All right, everybody, we're gonna wrap it up. I've had a blast. I hope you have too. And if you want me to talk about anything on the next, next On the next podcast, (laughs) then uh, email me at uh, CigarChingon at gmail.com and we'll get that out there and uh, just stop in, say hello. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the the Toilet Talk Nation. Till next time. Peace.